welcome to another moment with Eric Fleming. Everybody good? Everybody fine? Because I'm not. Well, I'm actually okay. I'm just tired of this this evil, idiotic buffoon that we have as President of the United States. And I know I said I wasn't going to get into name calling and all that, but it, it's just hard. It's just, it's just really hard. You know, the other side have said all these kind of negative things. I, I'm just going to call it what it is. He clearly clearly has a serious serious issue you can call it mental you can call it personality you can call it whatever but he's got an issue and it and it is going to destroy us as human beings right so we already talked about him lying for no reason right so how about <laughs> now I want people to understand the position of president now, he probably doesn't do it because he is who he is right but most presidents are kept up to kept abreast right kept up to date on different things that are going on in the world and things that could directly impact the United States on a daily basis that legendary daily briefing Remember when Hillary Clinton was talking about the 3 a.m. phone call, all that kind of stuff, right? That, I don't even know if Trump gets a 3 a.m. phone call. But he's on Twitter at 3 a.m., so anyway. Here's the deal. You're supposed to know certain things are supposed to be happening before you make certain decisions about what's going on, right? And... If you are informed and you make those decisions anyway, then you got to accept the criticism that comes with that. If you can't accept the criticism that comes with that, you don't deserve to be in a position. You may not like the criticism. Nobody likes criticism. Let's get that straight. Nobody likes to be critiqued, right? Especially if they think they know what they're doing. But systematically, if you are doing destructive stuff, right? then, you know, people are going to criticize you and people are going to challenge you and people are going to try to get you out of that position. That's that's the law of politics, right? That's the law of human nature. If you are a danger to the tribe, if you are a danger to the herd, the family, they're going to find a way to get you out of that situation where you won't be a harm. Whether it's therapy, counseling, jail, Whatever the case may be, they're going to get you out. That's human nature, especially in a society that's quote-unquote democratic, right? Nonetheless. So, let's start with the unoriginal. So, as you know, there are fires burning in the Amazon in the tropical, the most famous tropical forest on the planet. The reason why it's famous is because it provides us with a large percentage of the oxygen that we need to live on the planet. And of course, with climate change, all these different things, that burden has become more intense. Those lungs have been working a little harder, right? Because it's not about just the temperature, it's about all the pollutants in the air because what rainforests do more than any other forest is take in the carbon dioxide that needs to be out of the air, 
right, that we expel out of our bodies, and the car, all the carbon, monoxide, dioxide, whatever, they, they inhale it, the trees, and then and regenerate it and turn it into oxygen. So, <clears throat> the the president of Brazil, who I guess we have found yet another person of color who thinks that they're Donald Trump, right? But he's just another fascist, just another dictator, um, wannabe dictator anyway, because Brazil is not down with that. No matter what kind of problems you think Brazil has economically and all that stuff, they're not down with presidents for life. Not down with so, this guy, and I think they're a parliamentary kind of deal too. Um, not, not an expert on Brazil politics. Sorry. But, I do know that this jackass is burning the forest on purpose. As part of some deforestation plan to create more quote-unquote agribusiness. I think is the, the logic behind that. Of course, he's in denial of it, but there's been solid reporting from news outlets around the world that suggests that the farmers have pretty much walked up to the reporters and said, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's not like, you know, it's some government task force, secret, like COINTELPRO, something like that. No, these are farmers just basically say, yeah, we're burning the forest down. You know, so the president said we could do that so we can get some more farmland and it went as usual out of control when you're trying to burn something on purpose right that's always the risk you know even in the United States where you know firefighting and fire management is is, is a literally a science that you can go to college for right they can't control fires all the time don't matter what techniques they use because it's fire, it's just like water you can't control it all the time right, you can hope to contain it and so and also what's going on what a lot of people are not covering is in Central Africa there's also fires in tropical forests right don't know if it's the same motivation behind it. Don't know if it's more natural or whatever. But there are reports that there's some tropical forest in Central Africa that's on fire. So that's really not good. Because that's kind of our backup system for the Amazon is to tropical areas in, in Africa. And in Asia. Right? Because, you know, those tropical forests again. But our president... And then the Brazilian president, well, first, let me continue to criticize the Brazilian president. So, he got mad because Macron said something derogatory about him, or so he took it as derogatory. And so the EU, the G7 agreed that we're going to give $20 million to Brazil to help fight the fire. And the Brazilian president said, nope. In his best Portuguese, nope. We don't want your 20 million because you insulted me. So your Amazon forest is burning. 
the rest of the world is concerned about your Amazon forest burning and all you give a damn about is the fact that Macron said something sideways about you and he's still going to write you a check for, he still convinced them to write you a check for $20 million, even though he said something sideways about you. These folks agreed with the sideways thing he said about you, and they still agreed to give you $20 million to fight the fire. But it's your pride against the, the fate of the world as we know it. You would rather see the Amazon burn. Over an insult, then take the money. That sounds like the guy we got. <laughs> that sounds like the president we got right here in the United States. It sounds like the same dude. It just, you found a Brazilian version of this dude. So our president, of course, not to be outdone by anybody else, has decided he found out that we have a rainforest. So a lot of people don't know, right? At rain, There's different rainforests in different climates except for the Arctic, right? You know, deserts, of course, no. But it's like there's there's the tropical rainforest and there's temperate rainforest, right? And so the largest temperate rainforest in the world is in Alaska. And in the midst of the world watching the Amazon and the world now getting ready to find out what's going on in Central Africa, our president has decided... This is a good time to allow people to start logging in our rainforest. Time to ease those restrictions. I remember when we used to fight back in the day, in the 90s, about Anwar. Oh my God. And I got to go up there in Alaska. And, and I'm telling you, I mean, that's how serious it got. Me, I was in Mississippi, and I went to Alaska, right? We had, a, we had a national meeting up there. And I'm telling you, I mean, just the concept to, to think that it's more important to dig out oil for a, an extra two cents a gallon savings that won't hit for a decade after you start drilling there, right? That was worth sacrificing all of that all those species, all of that beautiful natural habitat up there. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to get rid of the refuge for capitalism. And, you know, I, I'm just really... It's a tired old movie, actually. It really is. It's a tired old movie. And I really wish that people would stop playing in the movie. I wish people would just stop trying to do damage to the world that they live in just to eke out some dollars. I really am. I'm tired of it. I really wish that they would stop. And, I, you know, outside of racism, I think eco-terrorism, right, 
for a capitalistic gain. Because it's funny, the capitalists call eco-terrorism when the, the environmentalists put nails in trees and to mess up the, the saws and, you know, whatever they do to try to stop people from tearing down trees or, you know, mining land or whatever the case may be, right? Stabbing whales. I mean, you know, it's like... You know, they call, when they stop people from doing atrocious things to nature, they call those folks the terrorists, right? So what are y'all? <laughs> if, 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 the, if the people trying to save the environment are the bad guys, are y'all trying to say y'all the good guys by raping the environment? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All I know is this. Donald Trump is an idiot. <laughs> because he wants to do this right now. And, and that's a whole other thing about this dude. His timing is absolutely terrible. Because he's a monkey see monkey do dude. If he actually had an original thought in his mind... He might actually be dangerous. But he's a monkey see, monkey do, dude. He wants all the attention all the time. It's like, he actually believes... I think that's why he tans himself orange. Because he actually believes he's the sun. He actually thinks that everything's supposed to revolve around him. I really think that's in his mind. And, and to me, the meme that keeps coming back, that keeps reminding me that God doesn't like ugly is when they did that photo shoot. If you remember that photo shoot in, uh, I want to say it was Time Magazine, where they had Donald Trump sitting there in the office and you had the American Eagle perched up right next to him, right? And the first chance that American Eagle got, he went after Donald. Right then, that was, that was the sign. That was the divine sign that said, that, that symbolism, that was like, this ain't your guy. Don't be fooled. But y'all got fooled anyway. Y'all voted for him. But y'all can fix that. <laughs> make some time to make a change. First Tuesday, November 2020. You got time to fix that. Right? And, and so, on the other side, we're going to talk about really how bad his timing is. Right? Not just monkey see, monkeys do. It's actually some cruelty involved in it too. Right? And it all goes toward the hatred he has for a certain group of people. So we'll catch y'all on the other side with that. So we're back. And uh, let's talk about how bad the timing is for this president because he has no sense of timing, he has no sense of couth or. Yeah, just anything, right? So 
We already talked about him being the monkey see, monkey do president trying to destroy the largest temperate rainforest as he watches his Brazilian counterpart Detroit, his Brazilian counterpart destroy the Amazon. So he wants now this is, he thinks it's a good time to ease up the restrictions on logging in the Alaskan temperate forest. Not rainforest. Okay. How about this, y'all? So you know the National Weather Service, NOAA, all these folks, FEMA, all these folks fall under the government. They fall under the president's purview, right? So the president wants to make sure that this wall is built, right? So he won a victory where he could use defense money. Basically, gave him authority to move money around to get his wall built, right? So the first case was out of defense budget. So how about yesterday? He announces that he's going to move 155 million dollars from FEMA to keep building on that wall. 155 million dollars from our fund to deal with natural disasters. During hurricane season. Yes, it's still hurricane season. I know we haven't had a lot hit. So y'all are kind of maybe, it, you know, y'all more concerned about Popeye chicken sandwiches than anything else. But this is still hurricane season. And you want to take $155 million from FEMA during hurricane season to build a wall. Okay, because now here's what I think is happening by the way now that the economy is tanking which is very unfortunate for all of us and Donald Trump his numbers are dropping as far as the economy which was basically a strong suit his biggest argument for staying in I mean he even boasted and maybe that was the lightning strike. You know, they always used to say God would strike you down with lightning. You say something blasphemous or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, it's like he proclaimed, you can't impeach me because who impeaches the president when the economy is doing good? Again, I cited Bill Clinton, but people seem to have forgotten that. So we move on. But now the economy not seem like it's doing good. That was just strong suit. So guess what? The other thing he harped on the minute he came down that damn escalator and said he was running for president was dealing with immigration. So now he is hell-bent on having as much as the wall built by November 2020 as he can. He wants that to be his monument, his damn legacy. I built that wall to keep them folks out, them brown people them bad brown people. I kept them out. I did that. So, again, with the timing. And again, I remind you, it's hurricane season. And going by reports, there is a hurricane about to hit Puerto Rico again. Maybe by today, maybe by tomorrow. 
right, as I'm recording this. So, and they still haven't nearly recovered from the hurricane they hit two years ago. That he didn't give a damn about. Now, it turns out that he tweeted something about folks not, you know, stuff being in the airport. Turns out that was correct. But as my dad would say, a broken clock tells the correct time twice a day. <laughs> so he was right about that one. Right? And, of course, now that governor is gone. And now the brand new governor who had to go through all of these machinations... When we had said before that based on what we saw, that what little bit of knowledge I had about Puerto Rico's constitution, she was supposed to be next in line anyway. He tried to pick somebody else, da 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 da. He it. So she got the job. The Secretary of Justice is now the governor, Ms. Vera. And so now she has to deal with this Hurricane Dorian that's coming. Now, the weather service has told you. I know they it's in the briefing that there was a potential for a hurricane to hit to Puerto Rico for the next 48 hours. No, you had that in the briefing. But that same day, you get that report, you're supposed to be monitoring it. You're not having a press conference saying, you know, we know Puerto Rico, we're asking people to do this, da 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 da. If you if you still just have blue tarp on your roof, get out of there. You cannot withstand this hurricane. I don't care if it's just a category one that is too dangerous for you. He's not giving that press conference. He's sending out press statements with a press secretary who may have a problem dealing with human beings in public. <laughs> uh, sending out press statements saying, we're taking money from the agency that's going to help Puerto Rico recover yet again to stop their cousins, their distant cousins, or at least their fellow Latinos from other parts of, of Central and America and Mexico from coming into the United States. It's timing timing. He has no sense of it. How is he even considered somebody in show business when you don't have good timing? Ronald Reagan had great timing. He may not have been an Oscar award winning actor, but he was an actor. He was a professional. He knew stage left and stage right. You understand what I'm saying? He knew how to communicate a message. He knew how he could, he knew how he could give a presence. When he started talking about mourning in America, people will never forget that, that was living through that time. Even Obama studied Reagan's techniques of communicating. He actually was a fan, if you didn't pick up on it a lot of times when he spoke. He paid attention. Right? But this guy, Donald Trump, is not even close. He claims to be Mr. Showbiz, entertainment, I know the business, 
you may know the business as it's been perverted and regurgitated out to this reality show crap now, but you're not an entertainer. You're not an actor. You have no stage presence whatsoever. None. You have no timing. You have no sense of timing. And eventually, all that stuff is going to catch up with you. You know, you... You question, right? Jewish people. You said if a Jewish person votes Democratic that they were disloyal. I threw out a tweet that said, that's just like saying anybody Christian that votes for you is disloyal to the faith. Right? That's an insane statement. It'd be just as insane to say that about Latino people. Right? But in reality, if I'm a Republican in the NRNC right now, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to win some of these marginal states again. How are we going to pull the repeat off? I'm not feeling too good right now. Because in my mind, I'm thinking that every Latino is going to be mad at me. There was a guy named Mike Moore. Mike Moore was the attorney general for Mississippi. If you saw the movie The Insider, he was played by somebody who looks a lot better than Mike Moore, which is kind of hard because Mike Moore was decent looking dude. He got elected because he had curly hair. Anyway, Mike was the attorney general for 16 years. He led the lawsuit against the tobacco companies and won. So Mississippi, because he was the lead attorney, he started all of it. Mississippi got more money than any other state in the tobacco settlements, right? When everybody else was bankrupting their settlements to, during the recession, Mississippi had enough money where we were just dealing with the interest. Now, Haley Barber wanted to break it because Haley Barber was a lobbyist for the tobacco companies just by everybody else, and that was just a vendetta he was trying to show. And people were mad because Mike Moore didn't run. Anyway, but Mike Moore said he wasn't going to run because he was afraid that people on election day would go buy a pack of, as a smoker, would go buy a pack of cigarettes, realize how high they were, remember that Mike Moore was the one who filed a lawsuit against the tobacco companies and vote against them. That was his fear. And at that time, about 25% of the state smoked still. Right? So, people in politics think about actions and how people will react to them. As ridiculous as that may have sounded to you, me saying that, that was real for him. So if you're a Republican working in the Republican National Committee, bless that woman's heart that's out there trolling the whole world <laughs> as the RNC chair, you know, just trying to sell, 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 why we got to re-elect Trump and all that stuff. Yeah. I follow you because I want to see what you're saying. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm not a fan of the president. I'm not. It's pretty obvious. I'm not. And, uh, and I have Republican friends, just like white people have black friends, right? I got Republican friends. So, you know, we have conversations. We don't have conversations where I totally disrespect their beliefs. I try to understand 
what's the argument? Where where is that coming from, right? And then you know have a counter to it, or maybe if I hear the basis behind it, I might go in. We might can work on that, right? Because that's really what civil engagement is supposed to be all about, civil discourse. But not with this president, right? Because he's an idiot. <laughs> you know? And uh, he has no time, he has no heart, and he's so hell-bent on getting rid of people, Latinos, right? So if, so I'm going to throw this out there to you. And not that I'm expecting 100% Latino turnout for Democrats, but let's deal with this issue. So, and and since I'm not an expert, that's why I waited for it to last, because I just want to throw it out there. But it seems as though that if you are an immigrant, and you've come into this country, right, legally or undocumented, but in the situation where if you come in legally, your time is run out, or your time is about to run out. And your child gets sick. Or really it's supposed to be any family member, but most of the time it deals with children. Your children get sick, and you know your paperwork is about to expire or you never apply for the paperwork at all, right? If you were undocumented, they would be trying to get you to start the process. But if you were on a visa, like a student visa, work visa, wherever the case may be, and your child, a family member gets sick, your immediate family member gets sick, you could apply for a deferment, a medical deferment to allow you to stay to get treatment. And most of the time, the, the illnesses are so, you know, chronic that it's like it's just, you know, it's a deferment that has to be renewed, but more, more than likely it's going to get renewed. Right? Because it's the humane thing to do. Right? That was kind of a no-brainer. Now, obviously, it was nothing set in stone. It's more of a policy rather than a law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the humane, it's, it is, and it still is, has been and still is the most humane thing to do, right? You don't want to kick people out while they're sick. Because most of these countries do not have the medical capabilities of the United States of America. It is what it is, right? And since the United States was not benevolent enough to go out, and create these networks to create all this knowledge so that medical professionals all over the globe can do the exact same thing at the same time and have the same resources. We didn't think like that, right? So these are the situations you're in. People immigrate to the United States for a for better life, including healthcare, right? So since these folks uh, need some help, they've been given these medical deferments. A week or so ago, letters started coming out from Homeland Security to 
current people on that deferment program, telling them that they had a little more than a month to get their stuff together and get up out of the United States of America. Sick child, no sick child. Now, if you believe in the power of healing hands in the Christian faith and all that, then I suggest that you tell all those ministers that have that healing ability, that they need to find these thousands of people and heal their children. Otherwise, these children have been given their death sentence within 30 some days. Because they've been told by this government, this administration, that they got to go. There's no heads up about it, no press conference about it, none of that. They just sent the letters out. So, fortunately, there's some people fighting it. We'll see how that goes in court. But I think y'all need to know that. Y'all need to know that this administration with its bad timing, is now trying to kill children. It's bad enough that they were separating children from families. Now they're just going to be like, oh man, we got sick immigrants? Oh, we got to get them out of here. They got to go. And they're going to say, well, we gave them 30 days. 30 days to deal with a chronic disease like cystic fibrosis or cancer or severe epilepsy. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, since Pat Robertson says that Trump is God's man, maybe some of God's folks that follow Pat Robertson and think that Donald Trump is God's man think that he's the chosen one they need to get to work they need to be visiting these children and they need to ask for supernatural holy blessings to heal these children I'm serious if you're going to try to kill him if you're if you going to allow this guy he's the chosen one he's telling me I'm going to say this to you and I'm going to leave y'all today. <laughs> Can you imagine if the priest during Jesus' time said that Herod was the Holy One, was the Chosen One? Can you imagine it? Can you imagine reading that in your Bible that at one point the high priest and the church of Jerusalem thought that Herod was the holy, was the chosen one? I didn't think so. So, guys, Pink Floyd said it better than I could. Leave those kids alone. Leave them alone. Bad timing, man. Bad timing. Until next time.